Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with a top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. I am Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge. And today, I am very excited to have Oksana Esperar joining us and our community for a very important topic uh, and extremely relevant given uh, what's going on around the globe today. And her work supports behavioral change through elevating human and organizational well-being. She is a master meditation initiator and guides companies in the creation of what she calls wellness cultures by inviting executives and employees into a deeper relationship with themselves. So, Oksana, welcome back to Conversations at the Edge. And uh, where are you calling in from today? Thank you, Alex. Excited to be back. I'm calling in from Portugal, Lisbon. So I'm curious, to just start off, what would be your first piece of advice for people to manage the stress and the anxiety coming from all the external global factors that are affecting us? Yes, absolutely. It depends how how people react. Of course, we all have different triggers, different stimuli, different points of connection. And those that tend to really get impacted from negative news, my recommendation would be to limit news intake or surround it into like check it once in like the second half of the day so it doesn't determine the start of the day because what most of us do we wake up we grab the cell phone we read what's happening and that's already sets up the tone and if someone like me for example got really emotional about reading and getting those updates um, it's very hard to pivot afterwards to having a beautiful productive and creative day Um, If the news don't, uh, and by news, I mean, not only TV, but social media, conversations and other interactions. It doesn't mean that you cannot or need to completely abstract yourself. Just shift it to a limited period of time, second half of the day where you already kind of did the biggest productivity push. Um, That would be my number one suggestion right now. What role do you see negative emotions playing for for humans? Can they ever serve like a positive purpose? Can they ever be, you know, productive or helpful those negative emotions? Or should we try to get rid of them and focus solely on the positive? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question, Alex, because it's only human beings who divide, who tend to divide things into negative and positive, black and white. Right. In nature, things are just are. We have negative emotions. We have what we call negative emotions. We we have what we have positive emotions and both have roles um, to play the what we call negative emotions like fear or worry and anxiety. These are life saving functions that are if we're taking this away, we could just walk off the roof or go into unsafe street. Uh, We can join into interactions that are not healthy or safe physically, mentally, emotionally for us. So it is very important to have those defense structures in place. That's why nature have them in place, right? If you look at gazelles, all the the animals in nature have fears or defense mechanisms, aggressions. Um, These are part of uh, the reflexes that we have as animals. 
Now, what, what happens with the human beings is that we tend to dwell in the negative emotions long past the trigger event. And that's what really starts to interfere with our mental health, productivity, well-being. Um, and that what needs training, right? Animals kind of, something happens, they run, they are fearful, they get over it pretty fast. The hormones switch. Us human beings keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And that's where we have the notion that negative emotions have negative impact on us. Um, it's, it's that lingering that has negative impact, not the emotional trigger itself. And that's where we need to do some work to overcome, stop, block, process, heal, and, and, and work towards well-being actively. Can you talk about some of the strategies to kind of move through the initial, you know, reaction to how to, you know, move through without the negative consequences? Right. It, it depends which emotion is being triggered, right? So, for example, the fear, uh, stress, um, anger, any kind of emotions that are really spiking, like you can feel the heat in your body, you can feel wanting to fight, you can feel wanting to run, anything that is really, really activating that activates cortisol and adrenaline in our bloodstream, that number one, you need time in order to for those hormones to just wash off in the blood. It's at least 30 minutes. And generally, it helps to take action. So anything like going to the gym, going for a walk, like actively moving them out would help because you cannot, for example, you know that I'm strong in meditation mindfulness. If you're in extreme amount of anger, sitting down in mindfulness or meditation is not a good idea at that moment. You will just aggravate it so much that you might feel way worse than when you started the technique, right? So that's one part of emotions. And there are the other parts of emotions where we feel severe sadness and grief, loss, um, empathy towards something, and it's just this really, really gooey stuck feeling that almost like borderline depression, right? It's really, really lethargic. Again, with those, movement is good, but it's a different type of movement. You're not acting out. You're moving to keep the momentum, to let, to let it process. Um, it's not a good idea to just, you know, sleep. But depending, like, for example, if it's grief, sleeping, distracting, watching positive movies, um, having some positive distractions, these are good and welcomed. And there you also might introduce techniques like journaling because you want to get it out of your system. If you have something suppressed that is really bothering you and it doesn't find the outlet, that doesn't help us to heal and process that. So talking to someone, going to therapy, writing it out as a journal, um, you know, creating some kind of art out of it to help it express itself. The worst thing that we could do is suppress and pretend like it's not there, right? Like, let's keep going. We need to be productive. We need to be on edge and we kind of brush it off. That's where we bottle a lot of stuff. So I think, I think it's important to recognize what to use when. You know, I think we're, we're talking a lot about the external factors that are causing these emotions. How about internal factors that are causing these emotions, such as uh, negative self-talk? 
when we're kind of creating that that stress and anxiety and those feelings for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I think it happens more than we're willing to recognize. Um, we have, uh, you know, there's this old Chinese proverb, proverb or story or fairy tale that a grandson um, is talking to his grandfather and the grandson has this emotion that he cannot contain. And the grandfather said, well, we all as human beings have two wolves in us. One is really angry and frustrated and sad. And another one is nice and compassionate and kind. And the grandson is having saying, you know, which, which wolf is winning? And the grandfather said, the one that you feed. So it's that's where our human consciousness needs to take place. We have both sides. There is no way around it. And a lot of time we, by culture, by what we learn from our parents, and uh, generally by lack of education or self-awareness, we're just constantly criticizing ourselves. Like even if you just watch for a day, how do you talk to yourself? That will show a lot. And awareness or mindfulness is the first key to change. It's first to recognize, okay, this is happening. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm a bad leader or employee. It's just part of my human conditioning that happened even before I get a choice to, to take it on or not. Now it's the matter of, okay, you recognized um, creating strategies that could work for you, for your environment, for your pace, for your culture, uh, personal and professional, and you work slowly. And it's the, the importance to realize here is that the conditioning, it happened gradually. It was one event and then it gradually was reinforced. The reconditioning or rethinking of anything also will happen gradually. So it cannot just be like, okay, New Year is here or March 1st. I'm going to be a positive person. Let's go. It's, it's going to take more than that. I'm curious if there's anything that a company or an organization can be doing around this to kind of lift the, the negative emotions from having negative effects. First, absolutely, because uh, we human being is by definition is a social creature. We are not designed to be alone. Um, anyone who felt severe loneliness in COVID time can confess to that, right? It's really, really hard for us. We have this notion to want to share, to want to express, to want to even converse. It doesn't matter if it's a stranger or a longtime friend. And therefore, um, having a supportive group of people around really helps. Um, the mindset that is collective is reinforcing the individual consciousness. Why do I say that? Um, individually, yes, we have the right to override something and choose do we want to feed the angry wolf or do we want to feed the kind wolf? But sometimes we just may have bad day the weather might have impact on us um, the hormones can shift some event happened and if you have this supportive positive reinforcing network around you it is studied that we will match the frequency of the whole the frequency of the group we will be able to overcome that faster it's not about each individual being perfect before we're entering in the group is each of us will go off at different times but collectively will still hold the higher frequency of the emotional level 
right? Um, and therefore, the openness of the companies to look at individuals as a whole and recognizing that there must be bad days, there might be good days, there might be different life scenarios that we are happening, which I think on the world scale, we really stepped up. Uh, within this two, three years with COVID, with all this remote working, it really pushed the companies to go up in, on that level. Um, what I see still not enough is leadership being involved on day to day, right? They put programs on well-being, but then they don't attend. Um, they say about vulnerability and openness and having conversations, and then, um, you know, it's not reciprocated or when employees actually try to share something, there's so much going on that they don't feel being heard um, within the company. And so I think what, uh, what is important is to set the examples by the leadership and having that as a cultural norm. Um, but I don't think I'm saying anything new, right? It's the matter of execution because we all have these intentions, but execution still um, could continuously be improved, actually. So how would you define thinking fresh? I would say it's being able to rethink your thinking. So freshness comes from challenging our own thinking, beliefs, emotional states. It's revising ourselves constantly and pretty much giving ourselves a, a, a rating of satisfaction. Is that how you want to be? Is that how you want to live your life? And doing it frequently, weekly, monthly, daily basis, uh, are you leaving with your actions, what you aspire to, because we all want to be kind and happy and compassionate. That's just and and growing and learning and developing. That's just built in into us in nature. But then with our action, we go on social media and we fight with someone. We go and talk behind somebody else's back. We we spend days in bad moods thinking that we'll somehow miraculously change ourselves so that constant self-awareness of what do you aspire to and what are you actually leaving action 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 because i have seen a lot of positive aspirations and not backed up action to it they need to be congruent into one direction and really focusing on one hour at a time it's the way you have great life is by building every every minute, every hour, making that great. And then if from time to time you have a bad day, a bad week, it's okay. As long as the aggregate is in the direction of growth, positivity, and um, self-development. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.